Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of therandyreport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. Today I'm speaking with film star and four-time Grammy Award winner Olivia Newton-John and her daughter, singer-songwriter Chloe Latanzi, who recently released their new duet, Window in the Wall. Produced by six-time Grammy Award winner Dave Cobb, Window in the Wall is not the first time this mother-daughter team has hit the recording studio. Their debut single, You Have to Believe, was a remake of Olivia's number one hit, Magic, from Xanadu, with additional lyrics by Chloe. It was released in 2015 and hit number one on the Billboard Dance Club play chart. In a press statement about the new release, Olivia shared, quote, I've always enjoyed singing duets more than singing on my own, and when I first heard this song, I knew immediately that I wanted to sing it with my daughter Chloe. The lyrics and melody really resonated with me, and I hoped Chloe would feel the same way, and luckily she did. There's always something special about singing with my daughter. She not only has a gorgeous voice, she's an amazing musician with tremendous instincts as a singer, end quote. Amid today's current turbulence and chaos, Olivia and Chloe say they really felt connected with the song and its message of hope, love, and understanding. Released the same week that President Biden took office, the new single is an anthem aimed to unify and heal during these unprecedented times in the world. Chloe says, quote, When my mom played the song for me, I knew I wanted to record it, not only because it was with my mom, but I felt the lyrics and message might help people see things from another perspective. We're all a part of the same human race, and if we listen to each other, respect each other, and love each other, for both our likenesses and our differences, we might just understand each other a lot more, end quote. Let's take a listen to Window in the Wall, then chat with Olivia Newton-John and Chloe Latanzi. Looking for a window in 
So congratulations on the new song, which, by the way, is gorgeous. I can't believe it is five years since your last collaboration, which, by the way, you have to believe went to number one on the Billboard Dance Club chart. Yes. This is a slightly different tone, slightly different genre. Yes, very much so. I mean, the first, the, the last song, you have to believe, was a, a dance record that Dave O'Dean produced with Chloe, and we uh, had a great success with that. But this is a totally different genre, so I invited Chloe into mine this time. <laughs> well, I love that it's such a pure, warm pop ballad. In, in a world today where there's so many, we're like having subsections of musical genres now, where, where hip-hop isn't even just hip-hop now, but hip-hop has to be subcategorized in one thing. This is like pure pop, which is absolutely in my wheelhouse. I love a great song with a great hook with great vocals. It's totally yeah, awesome. Yeah. Now, I understand the song was sent to you, Olivia, which, which I think it's awesome that you sang. What was your first thought? Because I know being sent songs... What if it's maybe not good, but it was? I mean, did you have any feelings about that? Yeah, because it was sent to me by a woman who I didn't know very well. I'd met her a few times, a lovely woman, uh, Cindy. I met her at a health clinic in Georgia. And out of the blue, she sends me this message going, I, I, this song, I just know I have a calling. You're meant to sing this song. And my cousin wrote it. And the minute I read that, it went, oh, my goodness, it's not going to be good. How am I going to believe you that this song is terrible? Then I played it. And it really touched my heart. And John, my husband, was with me, and we both got really emotional. I said, I have to record this song. I had no plans of recording at all before that. And then I thought, I'd really like to sing this with Chloe. And Chloe, what was your first thought about the song? What, what struck you about it? Was it the melody? Was it the lyrics? Yeah, it was definitely the lyrics. And I touched that my mom could have asked anyone to sing it with her, and she asked me. That's what moved me more than anything. And I love working with my mom. So I was so overjoyed and, and especially get to, this is the first song I've never, I've never recorded a song that I haven't written or co-written. So this was like the first time where I've done that. And um, it was wonderful. I have to tell you, since you mentioned the lyrics, a lot of the LGBTQ fans have really responded to the song because, you know, the lyrics talk about seeing the other side when it comes to looking through a window in the wall. That's something that, you know, the LGBTQ community has said for many years is if we could all see each other's side. So I think it's really landed not only with the LGBTQ community, but for many people, that really wonderful message of listening. Yeah, listening, love and forgiveness, you know, and that's what struck me that you know the window in the wall just that picture of seeing the other side and, and understanding that there is always another side to a story and, and we need to be more understanding and not so judgmental and so quick to so quick to judge people this is in every area in relationships in marriage in whatever there's so many different areas it responds to but I think that we're needing this kind of music right now yeah what's interesting too is I always love a song that we don't have to parse too much to understand. Immediately when I heard the title Window in the Wall, I immediately saw the wall, I saw a window, and I saw people on the other side. It was something that I could grasp really easily. And I don't want to say simple, but I think it's something that's easily, we can, we can take it in and understand it, which is like, I think is a hallmark of a great song that we don't have to break it down and be too granular about. Yeah. I, think, I think simple is profound. I mean, all the greatest truths that you know in your, that you feel in your heart are simple, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I think that's yeah. a huge compliment. The writers did a great job. Also, about the music video, can I say, um, and Jala and Mikey did such a gorgeous job with it. What it I is. love when you take this simple message, 
well, I hate calling it a simple message, but it's a message we can understand. But it comes down to such a human level. And the visuals in the music video are so green, and it's outdoors, and it's expansive, and it's opening. And I just thought, what great metaphors visually. Did you come into or did you approach the music video, either of you, this question is for either of you, with any specific ideas about how you wanted to communicate the message of the song? Actually, no. I think we really left it to Mike and Jala to have conceptually the idea of it. And yeah. we just wanted it to look beautiful and, and have heart. And I think um, they created that. And for us, yeah. like our my, mom and I both, our great love is in nature and, and animals. So I think that was just a happen. Given. A, yeah. yeah, it was mm -hmm. a given. And well, and I love that there was so much green. There was water. Chloe, you're like in the water, in the water. Yeah. You're, like, you're like a water creature as it is, it seems. But it really seemed, it, it seemed like the perfect marriage of visuals and melody and everything. Also, the construct of the song, it sounds to me like something, Olivia, you would have written. And I say that, I, I say Olivia specifically, just because I'm so familiar with your songwriting and the organic feel that it often has. I've told you how many times I love Grace and Gratitude. The album is so okay. beautiful. And in the same way, I think that this song resonates with people on that same level that it just feels very organic. Well, thank you. I'll take that as a compliment yeah. mm -hmm. and uh, not, not to take away from the wonderful writers from Nashville who wrote this song. But um, thank you, Eddie. It's a beautiful song and I wish I had written it. <laughs> I know you you haven't, both of you haven't recorded much lately and I don't, that's not a negative or positive, but is it ever scary to go into the recording studio? And I only say that, let me preface that by saying this, the few times I've recorded I go in and I make the sound I make and then on playback, I'm like, is that what I sound like? Oh no, I'm not doing... Now you guys are very experienced in the studio, but do you ever recalibrate or is there anything about the way you approach a recording that becomes different than live performance? I would say that I'm sure mom will agree. Like I spent most of my 20s in the studio and it became like second nature, um, comfortable. And then like you said, we ha haven't been in the... Well, I haven't been in the studio for a few years. So going back in at first was really, um, at first walking in, it was, it was almost like I was scared. I was going to forget something that I, that I know so well, almost, you know, almost like a, um, an irrational fear, but it's like, as soon as you put the, the headphones on and you hear your voice in there again, it's like second nature and it comes back to you. But absolutely for me, it was, it was actually a, a beautiful experience because I felt myself come back to life. I felt myself feel like this is where, this is my home. That's where, yeah. where I love yeah. to be. Exactly. I, um, for me, I hadn't thought of recording again. So the last thing I recorded was with Barry Gibb um, on his Greenfields album. We did a duet together. That was lovely. And after that, I thought, you know, I kind of covered it. I don't think I'm going to record and enjoy my time at home. And this song, really, the song coerced me into singing it. <laughs> There's no way I couldn't sing it. So I started um, doing my warm-ups with Steve Rial and working on my voice to see if it was still there. Just so to be honest, I was a little nervous going in because I hadn't sung in a studio for a long time. I thought, gosh, what if I don't get the notes? What if it's not there? So, um, yeah, it took a minute too. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, and I have to tell you, I just watched the video before we started chatting. And one of the things I love about it is, Olivia, your voice, we all know you, you have such range, but the bridge of this song you bring so much strength and power, but we start with Chloe's very intimate, thoughtful vocals. And I love the fact that the song can build 
to be that big bridge with you, Olivia. And then we come back down. It's very storytelling in and of itself, the shape of the song. And I like that because sometimes when people like blow it all out from the beginning, then we've got nowhere to go or we have no story left to tell. You know, do you have any thoughts on that? Or when, when you're recording, do you think about the arc? Yes, I always do because, you know, that's been the history for me, you know, with songs, um, particularly songs from yesteryear. They were more of a, a you know, story building and you, and you started with less and built up to more and went back. Now, a lot of the records now, they, they kind of throw in the kitchen sink early because they want to grab attention. But this song really is more of that, as you said, storyline that needed to build. And we worked on the bridge for a while to, to make the bridge build as well. So it was, it was a really fun experience to do it. And I, I, I like things very, very bare and raw. Um, I actually think a song's fuller that way. So that's why I stripped out most of everything in the beginning. I thought it would hit home more that way. You know what's a beautiful choice is the very beginning of the song. I'm a huge fan of the cello because it's warm. Yeah. And you both know that the very beginning of the song where you are, Chloe, uh, is just a piano and a cello. And there's such warmth to that. And I thought it was a great yeah. thought to choose that instrumentation, I think. I think a lot of the audiences don't really know the psychology behind choosing instrument. You know, sometimes a flute might br- bring a, a, a cooler temperature to a song. A cello brings a warmth. And I think people might sometimes be surprised the thought that has to go into what is with that messaging and everything? So I, I listening to it again, I'm like, oh gosh, I love a cello. Oh my gosh, that's great. We want to thank Dave Cobb too for his wonderful um, production. Even he was in Nashville. We were, we did it all over the phone, and it worked great. Lucky we worked with such good people. Thanks, Dave. Chloe, I loved. Um, you have to believe. I love Window in the Wall. Do you have more music coming out soon? Will you make us wait so long? No, I I am actually going to be recording in March, and there's going to be a couple surprises for you. Excellent. Too. I can't wait to hear. And Olivia, you're releasing, we've heard now through re- reports that you're releasing a duets album. Is that correct? Yeah, this song with Chloe, of course, will be one of the tracks on there. And um, they're putting all the songs together right now, so that's going to be fun. There's going to be some old ones, some, some newer ones, some some that nobody has heard before. I hear some duets might be from the TV specials, perhaps, you know, that you can't get. Oh, oh exactly. Yeah. No, you can't get them now, so it'll be fun if we can. Fans will be thrilled to, like, finally have, like, really pristine, real versions and you know, versus the, the VHS tapes that we've all uh, coveted for so long of the TV specials and everything. But, well, thank you so much, you gorgeous ladies, for taking time to speak with me. Brand you just thank you to all of your listeners and everyone who's been supporting us. And just thank you for putting the song to number one. And we hope that it touched your heart. And thank you for letting us do what we love to do. Yeah, thank you. And thanks for your support, Randy. Yeah, we love you so much, Randy. Love you. I really appreciate Olivia and Chloe taking the time to chat. Window in the Wall is now available on all digital download and streaming sites. I also want to mention that Olivia's New York Times best-selling memoir, Don't Stop Believin', was recently released in paperback and immediately hit number one on Amazon's new releases chart. If you haven't read the autobiography, I really encourage you to do so. When the memoir was first released two years ago, Olivia graciously gave me an extensive interview about the book. You can find that interview in a previous podcast episode. I'll have a link in the show notes. And I have to say, if you don't think you have time to sit and read, definitely check out the audio version of the book to hear Olivia read her story in her own voice. 
And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't mind sharing it with your friends. I like to think of The Randy Report as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. Just a few quick reminders, please wear a face mask in public, wash your hands a lot, practice social distancing, and take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time. Looking